Welcome to Community Association Car Chat. The number one nationally recognized community association video podcast. Join your host, David Velasco and Steve Roderick, advisors at JGS Insurance, a Baldwin Risk partner, every Monday as they catapult the multifamily industry forward by providing education and information about a host of topics that affect the community association world today. You can watch the show every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern live on LinkedIn or listen wherever you get your podcast as Dave and Steve give you your weekly dose of laughter and learning from the best in the industry. Let's get into this week's episode with our very special guest. I am energized. I am caffeinated and I have my morning smoothie. What do you get in your cup this morning, Steve? Whiskey as usual? This, this is just coffee. Okay. Irish coffee, less the Irish. No, no, no. Coffee, coffee, just coffee. Anyway, I, I'm, I'm excited as well. You know, it's Monday morning. It's my favorite day of the week. I get to speak with all of you fine people. And I'm really, really happy today. Our guest today is just a bundle of sunshine. Please welcome Marianne Torres. She is the owner of Pillar Property Management. Marianne, thanks for being on the show. Why don't you tell our viewers a little bit about you and your company? Thanks for having me. I started in property management October 26, 1989 as a part-time leasing consultant. (laughs) And I've held every position in the office since. So it's kind of who I am and what I do. I knew I wanted to do this before I knew it was an actual thing. And then I decided, why am I doing this for other people? Why am I not starting my own company where I can make the rules and the schedule? So... Okay. So what drew you in? Well, you got the date. I mean, I can't remember anything from 1989. So what drew you in? It's really kind of a crazy thing. When I was small, like 10, I would go in my mom's library with my little desk and put my hair in a bun and put on fake glasses and pretend to be moving people in and out of homes. I didn't know what that was at the time. I didn't have anyone in the family that was in property management, but I would create fake forms and, you know, do these fake transactions with the baby dolls and stuffed animals. (laughs) And then I realized this is actually a thing. I took this part-time leasing consultant position and I'm like, holy cow, this is actually a profession. I do have a question. I love all the stuffed animals and dolls. Which (laughs) one was the worst tenant? The bumblebee. The bumblebee. <laughs> and you know it right like that. Like, dang. It was the, it was the bumblebee. No, Always so, stinging people. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's interesting. There's a little bit of confusion amongst people that aren't really involved in it. Can you explain for us what the difference between management and association management? Can you dive into that a little bit for us? Yeah. Uh, property management, the goal is profit, right? So you're constantly okay. managing the GPR, the gross potential rent. Whereas with an association, the dues are driven by your anticipated expenses. So it's kind okay. of like a reverse budget. And when you're managing an apartment community, a rental community, say even a small one with a hundred units, that's probably 300 occupants. Now you're dealing with management you're dealing with tenants on a regular basis that's going to require on-site presence to do it successfully not the case with a hundred unit hoa they're privately owned there's no interior work orders there's a better collection rate less noise complaints it's just an easier daily grind now i have a quick question on this you just talked about smaller communities i have found 
over the years, and maybe you agree, maybe you disagree, but telling that smaller communities are happier with smaller property management company. And what's your take on that? And what's the reason why? Yeah, I definitely think that smaller properties are more appreciative of a smaller management company because you have a dedicated point of contact. You know who your person is that you're going to, and you know how to reach them. You're not just a number. You're not whoever's assigned to you that day. You have that consistency and it's more like a family. As much as I really don't like to talk about COVID anyone, but it did change everybody's world, especially in community associations, because it is a bunch of unit owners and residents together and they have to have meetings and whatnot. So one of those things that, that happened was Zoom, you know, platforms like this and board meetings shifted to that. Now, what do you prefer as a property management company owner? What do you prefer for the boards and why? Do you prefer a Zoom meeting or you prefer in-person meetings? I definitely prefer in-person. I jumped right back into in-person, right, still in COVID, quite frankly. I love it. I don't think there's anything that builds a better bond than being in person with your board sitting down, having a cup of tea or walking through the community and talking about what expenses, major expenses we're going to do this year or next year. It's just so much better in person. Get to really I absolutely build agree. That I agree with you 100%. I prefer an in-person meeting. Now, Zoom is good for a few things. You know, I can be in a lot of different places in a very short amount of time. But if I'm offered an opening in a board meeting or a couple of minutes on an agenda, absolutely, I'll jump at that chance. What about you, David? I much rather be in person because the accent doesn't convey as well over Zoom. <laughs> that's why I see the subtitles. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> well, that's why I usually, you know, I bring uh, Ryan Fleming or Steve with me at the board meetings just so they can do some translation <laughs> for me. It helps. Every little bit helps. Well, it happened the other day. Actually, I had a board meeting. Somebody looked confused and Fleming just like reset my sentence. <laughs> And they're like, yeah, I thought that's what he said. I wasn't sure. <laughs> <laughs> I usually saw my medium and say, so look, if you're confused with the accent, you want me to repeat anything, just don't hesitate. I have six skin. I don't care. What? Oh. Huh? <laughs> All right, moving on. Next question. I want to go back to the times that you were a little girl, 10 years old, property managing <laughs> your bumblebees and, and stuffed animals. What was your favorite season of the year back then as a little property manager? What's your favorite time of the year as a grown-up property manager? My all-time favorite time of the year is budget season, then and now. It's always has been, always will be. I don't know why. I just love the process of writing a budget. <laughs> <laughs> Granted, property, you know, traditional property management budgets are way more intense. I used to host budget boot camp when I worked for other people. I was the budget person. I would host... 40 hour courses on how to prepare your budget and you're actually doing your budget. So you left there at the end of the week with your $20 million budget done. I love it. I will always really? love it. I think yeah. that's the first time I've ever heard that out of anybody ever <laughs> in my 37 years on this planet. I've never heard that before. Really? I love it. <laughs> so does that mean that you can do all the financials for a self-managed community? Yes, yeah, certainly. Not everybody loves budgets, believe it or not. Uh, yeah, we have the ability. We could certainly partially manage or provide partial management for a self-managed board. Maybe they love all the other aspects of the board duties and they're great at it, but they're just not equipped to collect dues and create and manage a budget, manage delinquencies. We could certainly do that and uh, love it. 
Well, that's fantastic to know that there's at least one person in the universe <laughs> that likes to budget community association, but maybe somebody will come out of woodwork in the comments below and tell us as they like to do it too. But uh, beside the challenge brought by a budget, so you, all kinds of residents, there are teddy bears and there are bumblebees. There's all kinds of people that you deal with. They all bring their own challenges. When it comes to managing those challenges with a various board member, what's your key to success? I would say my biggest challenge with board members are the ones that just don't understand their role and or have a complete disregard for the governing documents. So I do my best to educate them on their own documents, obviously, but we are fortunate that we have CAI who can provide huge resources to educate board members and really get them to understand their responsibilities, their rights, the do's and the don'ts. We have so much resources available to us. It's a challenge, but it's more the challenge of breaking through to them personally. And a lot of people just don't get it. They take these volunteer positions and they don't really grasp how important their role is and what a difference they can make. Sure. Sometimes sure. It, you know, it takes some handholding, but we're there for that. That was very politically correct. I have heard a lot of different answers to that question. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, we're getting a little short time. We do have a couple more questions for you. I'd really like to know, we've talked about a couple different types of associations that you deal with, Marianne. So what does your ideal association or client look like? Who's your perfect customer? The smaller communities are what I think the large management companies consider small, like under a hundred units. They're my favorite because they do tend to be board members that are very connected and want to do the right thing and want to drive the community in a positive direction. They're my favorite because they care. And it's easier for me to care if you care. <laughs> That's a good point. I got, it, I got it. So I'm a board member at an association and I'm not happy with the management that we've chosen. We're self-managed. How about that? We're self-managed and we want to get somebody involved that's going to help our community. Why am I going to call pillar property management? Well, aside from the fact that we love what we do and we do it awesomely, my pitch is always that I don't really have a pitch. I genuinely want you to want to do business with me. And if you don't want to, then I am not going to try and coerce you into I'm the right one. It's going to be genuine. And if it isn't, then we're just not the right fit. That's really how I do it. I speak to you like I've known you my whole life. If I have that comfort level with you, then that will continue and we'll have a beautiful business relationship. Absolutely. The chemistry is very important between the management company and the association. That's very well said. And we also on this show, we like to give our guests an opportunity to recognize somebody in their life. It could be a mentor, somebody who pushed you into your career, which actually the Bumblebee won't see this episode. We would like to give you the microphone to give a shout out. It could be a business partner, somebody you enjoy doing business with. The microphone is yours. Go ahead, Marianne. I would like to give a shout out to J.P. Ascalese. He's a portfolio manager for Webster Bank in New York City. Okay. I actually met him at a CAI event, a golf event. He is such a pleasure to do business with. He's the kind of person when you're on the phone, you can hear him smiling because he's just so upbeat all the time. He's great at follow-up. He wants to build meaningful business relationships. And those are the kind that last, right? The ones that actually have meaning behind them. He's a great guy. All right. Last question before we wrap this up. So we've been beating up on Mr. Bumblebee all morning long. Who was your best tenant back then? The penguin. The penguin. There we go. That was very nice. Steve, apparently she still stays in touch with the former tenants. Apparently. Wow. I'm impressed. 
I'm very impressed. All right, everybody. Well, I hope you have a good rest of your week. We wish you a good rest of the day, and we'll see you next time on the next episode of Community Association Car Chat. See you, everyone. Thanks for listening to Community Association Car Chat Podcast. The number one nationally recognized community association video podcast. Go ahead and hit subscribe to get the latest podcast delivered straight to your phone or tablet each week. And remember, you can watch us live on LinkedIn every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern on the Community Association Car Chat LinkedIn page.